That, my friends, is the sound of soil tilling, but we might not need soil tilling a whole lot in the future. Uh, okay, we can turn the sound effect off now. Uh, hello, hello, ah. There we go. Anyway, there's this new thing called vertical farming, and that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Planner Protectors Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. And today, as you know, we are talking all about indoor farming. So let's start off today with our riddle. Here it is. I have keys, but no locks a space and no rooms. You can enter, but you can't go outside. What am I? The answer will be revealed at the end of the show, but for now, let's go on to this week's topic, indoor farming. Well, it's not really this week's topic, it's more today's topic, because this script is taken from the Planner Protectors live stream, which goes on weekly. Anyway, let's go on to indoor farming. Indoor farming or vertical farming is a term that you might not have heard of, but it's a term that we will hopefully be hearing a lot more of in the future. This practice is essentially growing fruits and vegetables inside or on vertical or horizontal rows. When I started researching this topic, I realized just how amazing this is. There are so many upsides to vertical farming and it just really is amazing. So let's start talking about why it's so amazing. First, water consumption. As we know, farming takes up tons of water every year. In fact, globally, farming takes up around 70% of all water used. With some of these indoor farms, some are even in Canada, up to 99% of that water could be saved. That means that around 0.9% of that 70% of water would be used. That's especially important today when some people around the world are struggling for water. So now the question is why? Why does it use less water? Well, since plants inside are more at a consistent temperature, they have less evaporation and therefore they retain more water for longer. Some farms will also have a machine that can absorb some of the water in the air and they can recycle that to water the plants. Also, since it is inside, some of the plants don't have to suffer weather events that could cause it to need more water, like a drought for example. Second, less land is used. One Canadian facility said the following, you're looking at a square foot to produce a crop. Inside that crop will grow up to 22 crops in that same square foot. That's crazy. With less land use, that can create more growing area for flora, fauna, and renewable energy plants. With growing plants inside, you can also take away the need for pesticides and the danger of animals, bacteria, and disease entering the premises. You can also plant a more diverse variety of plants, including ones that wouldn't be found in more northern areas, such as pineapples, avocados, and more. These can also be grown all year round. Lastly, let's talk about energy. As you can imagine, tons of energy would have to be used because there isn't any sunlight passing through these buildings. To combat this issue, different companies are creating more energy-efficient LED lights. They are also creating lasers that will help the plants grow and creating a, quote, fiber optic cable, unquote, that will be able to collect sunlight and then put it inside the room. I personally would like to see solar panels put on top of the growing areas and other forms of renewable energy put in place for these facilities. Because yeah, they do take up a lot of energy, but there is still a way that we can protect the earth as well. 
There are many other advantages of this, but for the purpose of time, they will not be mentioned. Some of them include saving people money, and that is because the day that these vegetables or fruits are sold is the same day that they are harvested. So they last longer and lead to less food waste. Uh, there's less food waste, labor costs, so more robots are becoming involved, so less labor costs, less transportation because they can be grown in cities where a lot of stores are. And also with less transportation, there are less green has emissions, which can help combat climate change and so many more. These farms are all over. In fact, there's one right here in Toronto called the Living Earth Farm. This is the future of farming. You can do this at home too. There are kits that come with lights and seeds and they're really cool. I think you can get them at like Canadian Tire or Home Depot and yeah, they're really cool. I would strongly encourage you to check them out because as I've said, this is the future of farming. Now let's go on to climate news. This week's news is all about dog farming in Asia. Here's the article name from the Humane Society of the United States. Dog meat traders to be prosecuted for the first time in Indonesian history. Now this article is a few months old but it is still very important that we learn about this and some of the other things that are happening in the world even if they aren't super nice. Let's get into it. Dog meat trading is a real thing. People eat dogs. This is a problem that has been going on for a while. And since this is such a big issue, there was a coalition created called the Dog Meat Free Indonesia Coalition. This group is trying to get restaurants to stop offering dog meat for customers and helping in any way they can to stop the dog meat trade. This organization helps with the following issue. So let's start from the beginning. Dogs are usually transported in trucks and one of them, so the trucks are usually to go to slaughterhouses and one of them is caught with 73 dogs. Some have more, some have less and these dogs were going to the slaughterhouse. Yes, as I said. Luckily this was intercepted and something interesting came about this when the authorities were returning the dogs. Some had collars and were quote unquote friendly. That means that they're most likely stolen pets. Another good thing is that there are penalties for people who are caught with these dogs. The highest penalties can include five years in prison, up to five years in prison, and fines that can go over 345,000 Canadian dollars. This was a very real, but again, a very important climate news that I think a lot of people should know about. So it's heartbreaking to hear some of the things that are happening in the world, but we have to learn about these things just so we can change the future. Welcome to Animal of the Week. This week's animal is one that represents spring to the fullest. Please welcome the ladybug. These invertebrates can live up to 30 years old and grow just over one centimeter, which is 0.4 inches. These animals have different names in different areas in the world. In fact, they're called ladybirds in Europe and some people call them lady beetles. Now, if you're like me, you probably heard that ladybugs are poisonous, which is true, but not to humans. They are in fact poisonous to an other animals though. These animals are also very helpful to farmers. 
They eat insects that can cause harm to farmers' crops. So for that, farmers are grateful. And which I've talked about, they might not be that necessary as in taking away pests from farmers' fields now because we're going to be moving to vertical farms, hopefully. You can also eat a total of 5,000 insects within their up to three-year lifespan. They also hibernate, have wings, and eat their own eggs. Don't ask me why they eat their own eggs. Just, yeah, I don't really know why. These are some crazy creatures. Well, that was an amazing episode. We talked about the future of farming, aka vertical farming. We learned about ladybugs and the dog meat trade. Now, we need the answer to the riddle. So let's hear the riddle one more time. I have keys, but no locks, and space, but no rooms. You can enter, but you can't go outside. What am I? So think of the answer in your head. Maybe pause the podcast, think about it. I will be revealing the answer in five Four, three, two, one. The answer is a keyboard, like a computer keyboard. Anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in this week for the Planner Protectors podcast. More episodes are probably going to come and be released in the summer. It's been very busy, but if you want weekly podcast episodes, make sure to go onto the Planner Protectors Instagram page, which is at Protectors underscore CA, and you get weekly live stream episodes that go on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Well, that's That's it for me. I will see you next time and thank you for tuning in. That's it for me and remember to stay eco. Bye for now.